Tomorrow's graduation, and I've got orange hair. Everybody's smiling, because it's a sunshine day. This episode, we're watching The Brady Bunch on The Showdown. Hey everybody, welcome again to the podcast, and as always, the showdown is recorded in front of a live dog and cat audience. My name is Cliff, and this is a podcast where I, a television idiot, dissect one epic TV series with a television expert. So Colin, how are things in TV land today? Wholesome and adorable. Sure. Yeah, we we got the warm fuzzies going on, you know what I'm saying? We did. We we just got done... Just now. ...with our watch. Yeah. Which is unusual. This is is hot off the presses. We were so excited, we just had to jump in and start recording. Yeah, so today's subject, of course, is is the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. An an epic TV series, if there ever was one. Some might say the most epic TV series. We're finally living up to our claim for this podcast. (laughs) Took us long enough, yeah, this, right? Yeah, this is a big one. Uh, and we're we're making the assumption that everybody's familiar with the Brady Bunch. Yeah, have you heard of the Brady Bunch? I feel like it's pretty, you, you know, pervasive. Do you even watch TV? Okay, well, you know I watch TV. No, I know. We I'm just I'm watching TV to the together. Audience. Oh, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, hey, welcome if you don't. We, yeah, watch, okay. we watch TV yeah, together. Thanks, All right, thanks, this, is, this is going off yeah, the Yeah, so rails. let's move this along here. So <laughs> right. uh, if you're not familiar with the Brady Bunch somehow, we'll go through our show overview and uh, give you a little bit of the specs so you have an idea of what this thing is, although I would I would question your sanity if you're not familiar. So the air dates for the Brady Bunch are 1969 to 1974. Oh, yeah. Only five years. Classic. I think that was the first thing that stood out to me. I, I, you'll, we'll talk about this later. Absolutely, I, yeah. I, I grew up on this show, primarily uh, from the Superstation, Oh, TBS, yeah, TBS. Uh, this and Saved by the Bell in, in rerun format, clearly. Sure. I, I, well, maybe not so clearly. I wasn't around in 1974 <laughs> when this originally aired, but I've seen every episode of this show many times. All the time. And I, when they, when you watch them on repeat, they can take what's not a lot of episodes and just kind of play them over and over again. And I, if you'd asked me before I looked at this, I would have said, oh, yeah, it ran for 15 years. 20 years, yeah, sure. Five totally. years, not a lot. Um, the network was ABC, which for that entire run that's very short uh, and it's a 30 minute sitcom uh the the, the sit yes the calm hmm, questionable sort of yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it uh-huh. yeah the like cliff said only five seasons which was only 117 episodes again not a ton but it sort of was so many different events mm-hmm. and stuff it felt like a billion episodes in a good way or a bad way i don't know okay. I, i'm still on the fence maybe about that. maybe we'll find out yes yeah, so yep. who's the, in the cast the cast is robert reed Florence Henderson, of course. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. Yep. Uh, Ann B. Davis, Maureen McCormick, Eve Plum, Susan Olson. Eve, Eve Plum. Plum. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Plum. Pro- proceed. Susan Olson, Barry Williams, Christopher Knight, Mike Lookinland, and Cousin Oliver, Robbie Rist. That's right. Robbie Rist. Yeah. Forever. Late edition. The, the Poochie of the Brady Bunch. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about Cousin Oliver. Yeah. I, I, I think Poochie was... The cousin Oliver of the Simpsons part. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. More accurate. Yeah, that's, that's cousin the exact Oliver opposite came first. of what you said. Okay, yeah, right. just just to be clear. So the description <laughs> of this enough. show that I normally reel off, I just wrote C theme song. Yeah, yeah, I, I could tell we'll you what the it. show's about, but this is this is one of not not the only it show. It constantly I reminded you. Yeah, every, every time you watch the show, it tells you exactly what the show's about. It's amazing. So what's crazy is that the ratings. Are not that high. IMDb gives it a six point seven, yeah. and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a seventy seven percent. So I, I think we'll I think we'll probably dig into why we think that is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, as, as iconic a show as this was, not sure. not particularly high ratings. Yep. Um, the awards community, however, uh, similarly didn't didn't have a lot to say. But uh-huh. there are some awards. So no Golden Globes, oh. no Emmys. But they did get some TV Land awards. They sure did. Uh, they got six. One for Joe Namath. Yep. In 03. Mm-hmm. 2003. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, <laughs> Davy Jones in 2003. And B. Davis for 2004 and 2006. Mm-hmm. The Pop Culture Award in mm-hmm. 2007. And Pork Chops and Applesauce in 2006. So, yeah, if I, if I, could, if, if I could choose one TV 
history artifact to just keep in my house, <laughs> it might be the Brady Bunch Award for pork chops and applesauce. Fair enough. As, as best food, I think, was what that award was for, <laughs> like best guest food on the oh, show. That, that is, is so silly. That is not made up. That is absolutely real. So like Not a lot going on at TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the filming locations, clearly if you watch the show, it's filmed almost entirely on studios, specifically Paramount Studios in Los Angeles, but the Brady Bunch house, the exterior, famously still sits on Dilling Street in Studio City. Wow. In California, oh, and someone you can, lives there. I believe it's still in the in the same shape. I, I might be wrong about that, but you up until I think pretty recently, if not today, you can drive by it and see the actual Brady Bunch house from every exterior shot. Yeah, it depends how many times Carol has updated the wallpaper. If well, you know what I'm saying, too many. If you ask me, so the top I rated agree. episode is season four, episode eighteen. The subject was noses. It's an eight point one. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about that. I give it a ten point zero. <laughs> Yeah, so we we just got done watching this episode, and, and I think um, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Oh, but yeah, uh, it was there was a so. lot of drama going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. It's also tied with uh, season four, episode one, Hawaii Bound, the cursed Tiki Idol episode. That was also as tied as the top rated episode. Mm. Uh, I think we can see why. Quite unforgettable. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the familiarity disclaimer for this show, of course, is is I, I think uh, that we're, we're both somewhat familiar. You're very familiar. I am somewhat We familiar. learned over the course of our rewatch, yeah, that I'm apparently a lot more familiar oh, yeah. than, than you are. Yep. Uh, yeah. I've seen all of these episodes many, many, many times. So what's crazy is I remember watching this show on TBS in the afternoons, and I also remember watching Saved by the Bell on TBS in the afternoons. I can recall everything about Saved by the Bell. I did not remember any of this from the Brady Bunch. Okay, well, I don't know what that says about my mind, yeah. but I don't think it's good. Well, I, I did. We'll, we'll at some point get to Saved by the Bell, certainly. Yes, we will. Uh, but today we're talking about the Brady Bunch, and for me, those two things are, as far as uh, nostalgia, from my my early teens and, and perhaps before that preteens, this is pretty high up there. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, so if you're not familiar, uh, we'll see if we can catch up here in a little segment we like to call Theme Song Jukebox. Here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curls. It's the story of a man named Brady Who was busy with three boys of his own They were four men living all together Yet they were all alone Till the one day when the lady met this fellow And they knew that it was much more than a hunch That this group must somehow form a family That's the way we all became the Brady Bunch All right. So if you weren't singing along with that theme song yeah. uh, during this podcast, then I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Your, your yeah. soul may or may not be missing from Welcome to Planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think we should probably stop for a minute and talk about the, the theme song and the opening credits themselves. And I have a question. Yes. Is this the most iconic set of opening credits in television history? Uh, I think some people would argue that Dallas is. I, 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 I don't, don't think it is, though. It's, I think this is. This, of course, is the one where it has the family, and they're in the squares, the nine yeah. squares, and they're all kind of looking, looking at each other and kind of looking around. It's been parodied a million times. Yep. Like, it's, it's super famous. Like, I think people that haven't even seen an episode of the Brady Bunch probably have seen the credits along with the, with the song itself. Totally agree. I think it might be the most iconic set of credits. I would concur. I think you're absolutely right. I think we can give that an early Dundee. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe, uh, but that's against the rules, so we won't. Okay. But we, we can't ask the audience to, to weigh in. We're curious to get your thoughts, so so uh, hit us up on uh, at the Showdown 6 on Twitter if you like and tell us what you think. Hashtag... Uh, Brady credits. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) why not? And hey, argue with us. If you think there's more iconic credits out there, name them. Yeah. We'll wait. Hashtag, uh, boring hashtag. Okay. So, but Colin, we we have to move along to a a pretty important part of the podcast. We have to break it on. We can't spend all this time on the theme song. Are you ready for your close up? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. So, of course, close-ups is the part of our, our podcast where we get to talk a little bit more in depth about our feelings on the show. Much like some of our past episodes, we don't always do this, but we had a strategic watch 
with this one. I, I've oh, yeah. seen all the episodes, so I could essentially replay them in my mind at will. But <laughs> we, we chose some of the more prolific episodes to try and watch. So we watched a, more than a handful here. We watched, of course, the uh, the, the series uh, opener, the pilot episode, um, a couple of episodes, the Hawaiian episodes, the one where, uh, you know, Marsha gets hit in the face of the football, of course, and then the, the finale, along with a bunch uh, in between. And so we'll kind of talk about it in chronological order while we're we're talking about the show. But we have to start with the pilot. Oh, yeah. That's where it all begins. Yeah, the pilot set everything up, it, of course, is about the wedding itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and the, the honeymoon. The honeymoon, that's right, which gets real Real weird. Yeah, um, weird is the word for it. Yeah, I agree. The first note I, I wrote is Cindy sucks. Okay. Uh, and I'll just, I'm not going to pull any punches here. Uh-huh. Cindy is is uh, the absolute worst in the first season. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I have I have some notes on Cindy that I will save for later parts of the podcast, but mm-hmm. I totally agree, and I have written similar thoughts at the beginning of, of watching the show. Okay. My first note, however, was what happened to previous spouses? Like three question marks. Yeah. I, well, I don't, don't know what I was trying to imply. We don't talk about that. I, it, it, I will just, all they, I, weird. They, I think they mention at some point in the pilot episode that Carol is also known as the black widow. Okay. And <laughs> may, it may or may not <laughs> be accurate. Right. I thought well, I heard that. It was interesting. Cause I was, cause I was researching the show, mm-hmm. which oh. is new oh, for me. Late on me. Um, they, they mentioned that they're both, well, widow and widower. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess previous spouses passed away. But what's weird is I think the show very purposely is like, no, we're not going to talk about death, understandably, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it's a very lighthearted show. Uh, but, you know, it, it did raise some questions for me. Were they divorced? Was it a, was it a, I, I a strange think, situation? I think, I, I, think we, I think we can assume they're both divorced. No, it's, it said widow and widower. They are not pleasant people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I like, mean, if I had those three kids, I would have been out of it. No, nope, that's me. <laughs> I'm not going to say yeah. it. That's well, so nice. you know, hey, you're not completely wrong. I, yeah. also, I also made a note for the pilot here. The, the cat ruined the wedding. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To no one's surprise, because as we all know, cats ruin everything. Okay. Look, the problem is you're setting me up to where I cannot disagree with that, uh-huh. but I do still like cats. Okay. All so right. well, the problem like also, though, is that the cat started to ruin it and then the dog made it worse. So whose no. fault is the it? The dog really? was trying to help. No, Tiger dogs, dogs has never, a name, first of all. Okay, that's a cat's name. It's not. Second of all. <laughs> How dare Tiger you? is a cat's name. No, it's not. Tigers are cats. Tigers are kind of a cat. Yeah, tigers but are cats. But in spirit, a tiger is really a dog. Oh, boy. Yep. Sorry. Look, we do not have 45 minutes to devote to this tangent, okay. but suffice it to say, we're going to have to agree to disagree. So we'll come back. We'll do right, it. We'll do a enough. special episode maybe on the Puppy Bowl next year. And, That's right. That sounds uh, we'll, terrific. It'll be a knockdown drag out. Yeah. I am on board for that. Uh, so what else did you have about the pilot? Well, it was an ugly wedding dress yes. and an uglier veil. Oh, she so wore a yellow. A series of ugly I, wedding dresses on this podcast. That's kind of our underlying theme yeah. is like shows with terrible wedding dresses. It's rough. Maybe it's maybe it's just a, a fact of life that wedding dresses don't age well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Talking, look, this one looking was at very... you, Lemon and Dorothy. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but this one was yellow, which I understand. You know, she's she's a she's a woman with three daughters. Yeah. So I think I think much like many older women who choose to get married, could they be don't adopted. Wanna, they're not. They have, they have hair of gold just like their mother well but you know tar- yeah. targeted adoption perhaps. okay yeah right. you know. this is getting weird so it's not unheard <laughs> of go into I'm it just, try- <laughs> just trying to contribute yep so i mean the main thing about the pilot is that they ended up bringing their kids on the honeymoon which mm-hmm. essentially makes it the worst honeymoon ever yeah which i felt really bad about terrible yeah it's a yeah. real bummer yeah it is a real bummer so so let's move on we the next episode we watched was uh season the, the end of season one episode 25 lost locket found locket oh, of course uh, which i also uh, remember all of this. We started to get into a little bit of the pattern here, which are some of the stereotypes in this show that are lightheartedly thrown out there for sure. It, it's yep. a, definitely a time capsule. Yep. Number one about this episode is that Jan is the worst, mm-hmm. so much so that a secret admirer sends her a locket mm-hmm. and no one in her family believes that she is likable mm-hmm. enough to warrant yes. a secret admirer. Right. It's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Even her mother is like, oh boy, I bet her dad gave her that. Yeah, it's a known fact. Uh, <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah, another note I wrote was, was what's a typewriter? Okay. A, lot of, a lot of typewriter talk. Well, they keep calling it a portable, which yeah. I'm like, portable typewriter? That yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's like an old iPad. So, yep. uh, and, and then we started into like Mike Brady, like there's a lot of, you know, ladies be crazy type of stuff, ladies be sure. shopping, like all yeah, those types of things in shopping. there. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of started to make a migration where I, I made the assumption. I started to wonder, is is Bobby worse than Cindy? 
in this episode. My Probably, the focus yeah. of my disdain for the children kind of jumps and morphs around to different ones as the seasons went on. So early on, it was Cindy. Yep. Terrible. Well, uh, it started to shift over to Bobby at this stage. Yeah, I think I think Cindy becomes very terrible at the beginning because she's so tiny and cute that they're sort of treading on that cuteness. Mm-hmm. You know, they they really want that cuteness to be all that there is, and yeah. it, and it's obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think this was also the episode where I discovered that this show is just generally about how much it sucks to be a middle child. Pretty much. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's the theme of the series. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, middle children. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Uh, sorry about that. Well, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 really difficult. So we'll move along here to the next episode we watch, which was season two, uh, episode one, the the premiere of that season called "The Dropout." This is, of course, is the famous episode. This one talked to me because yeah. I was a baseball kid. This yep. is the one where even I knew that Greg was behaving like an absolute moron. Yep. In this episode, Don Drysdale shows up, of yep. course. Of uh, legendary Dodgers pitching fame. I'm sure you're familiar with no, all of Don fact, Drysdale's No, in fact, the work. thing I wrote was, am I supposed to know slash care who Don Drysdale wow. is? okay, yeah. well, shots fired at either. me directly. Yeah, it's uh, not personal, it's just I it, don't know who that is. It just became very personal. I'm sorry, Colin. I, I don't mean for it to. Yeah, so Don Drysdale shows up, uh, gives Greg like a pity compliment about yeah, how he's he was just throwing trying off, to be nice. Like, not even throwing the ball well. Like, if you watch his pitching oh, motion, boy. it is... Mechanically disastrous. Yeah, he's it clearly an actor pretending awful. to be a good pitcher. Well, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so, so Greg takes that to heart and decides he's going to drop out of school. Um, I, I wrote Greg's pitching is trash. Wow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's harsh. Uh, yeah, and the, the, but the, it kind of uh, encapsulated a lot of what the show is about, which is just these these kind of snippets of twenty two minute. Uh, stories and this this one was no different. So one of the notes that I, I did write about season two is this is where the theme song changes. So initially, Whoa, I didn't even notice. Yeah, so the theme song in season one, which I I listened to the theme song in season one and it sounded different to me. I didn't remember that. I remembered it more being being sung by the kids. Of course, the Brady the Brady Bunch kids sing the theme song yes. for everything after season two, and that starts in season one. They didn't start out that way. It was actually sung by a band called. Are you ready for this? Yeah, the Peppermint Trolley Company. I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to go. What what could be more 70s than, totally agree. than that? Totally yep. agree. Uh, yep. and, and so I, I noticed that with this, with this season as well. But the most important revelation I had about this particular episode while we were watching this uh, was a question that I came up with, which I want, I want to ask you and Please get do. your answer. And it's, it's this. Do you think that when the family has a late breakfast together, they call it the Brady Brunch? <laughs> I'll await your answer. <laughs> First of all, I don't think they're that clever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I really like that and I hope that they do, but I just don't think they're that clever. And the reason I say that mm-hmm. is related to the theme song. And I I I welcome criticism for this comment mm-hmm. because I know some people out there are going to be real mad that I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. But I think the line, they knew it was much more than a hunch, is dumb and lazy because it doesn't really make any sense much more than a hunch about what they're falling in love it's love it's not a hunch they were just looking for something that rhymed with bunch so you can contact colin for any of your at the showdown six at www.showdownpodcast.com please do i think it's dumb Uh, i don't like that line line. (laughs) i think it's really lazy like "Mm, what rhymes with bunch i don't know hunch so we're gonna move along yeah i think Uh, we should i am I don't even know what to say. So the next, the next episode we went to, so we didn't watch any of season three except for a little, we actually have season three on the background yep. here, but I tried season three passed. Like there wasn't anything yeah. interesting that happened <laughs> wow. in season three. Season Harsh. four, however, we got some good stuff, had all the good stuff in it. Yeah. Season four, perhaps their, really their, their most stride. important, their most important season. So, uh, we watched season four, episode two Yep. because, and we found out and we, we still don't know the reason for this, but the, what we watched it on the platform, we watched it on was Hulu Yep. and Hulu's missing, Kind of some random episodes yeah, that seem to weird. be chosen by their popularity. Sometimes it's not not really clear. Um, but season four, episode one, wasn't available on Hulu, so we watched yeah. it's two part series, two part episode. Uh, so we watched uh, season four, episode two, past the taboo, and this is of course is about uh, the cursed tiki. Yeah, I kind of wrote the note to myself: Are the Brady's endorsing the occult? Okay, here <laughs> it doesn't extreme. doesn't seem so wholesome to me anymore. So this one, I was actually really familiar with this storyline because of the Scrubs episode where they make fun of it. Sure, <laughs> and that's of course and, you were. Yeah, <laughs> also just a, a great Ouroboros of pop culture there. Uh-huh. But anyway, I I highly enjoyed this episode one because they 
had a full-grown tarantula just crawling on a hotel bed, acting mm-hmm. like it was no big deal. Yeah, I was rooting for that tarantula. And then I wanted that tarantula to get all of them. And then Carol Brady just opens the bag, sees a giant tarantula, and is like, well, it's not a breakfast, whatever. Yeah. Or not a brooch, I guess. It's not mm-hmm. a breakfast item. That's a, a jade brooch. Yeah, a jade brooch that she wanted. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You got me distracted because of the Brady brunch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have Brady brunch later. So, yeah. Uh, that sounds <laughs> so delicious. It's going to be a showdown event. Uh, so, well, let's, you know, the, the Tiki episode, there's a lot of weirdness. The, the boys at this point, it's, it's, a, it's a location episode. Yeah. Right. So, that's kind of what's nice about it. They go to the beach, they meet some locals and talk to people and there's some weird stuff that happens but it's one of the few episodes that happens outside of the brady home or school that sort of stuff off uh, off the the paramount set essentially Uh, and the the boy the the climax episode is the boys eventually uh take this uh tiki idol Mm -hmm. to a cave and try and toss like there's it's just just filled with torches that are burning yeah it's just all the time i guess yeah it's kind of some nonsense so it's some real gilligan's island garbage oh absolutely this Um, is also where we start to see carol's mullet yeah oh the the mullet starts to make an appearance so many thoughts about (laughs) yeah yeah it was uh, it was amazing so uh so let's move along further into season four episode 18 yes the the episode i think probably most people are familiar with this is maybe the most famous episode well and i think I think they I think they put this storyline in the Brady movie mm-hmm. from the 90s. That, yeah. You know, so, so the episode's titled The Subject Was Noses, and this, of course, is the episode where Marsha gets hit in the face by football. <laughs> Who could ever forget? <laughs> uh, I, you can't hear that sound enough. It sounds like justice to me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You get what you deserve. Uh, of course, the 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 subject of this episode is uh, Charlie, this nice, yeah. weird, redheaded kid. Sweet little boy. That seems to be prone to tying his shoelaces to uh, solid objects, which is bizarre. Ask Marsha out. Marsha says yes. Doug Simpson comes Ooh, along. Yeah, big yeah. man on campus. The, the smooth Doug Simpson. Yep. Also asks Marsha out. Marsha says yes to Doug and then lies to Charlie and then subsequently gets hit by the justice football that's when right. she walks out of a weird sliding door into her backyard. Something suddenly came up yeah like a football into her nose that's if you right know what i'm saying yeah, so, yeah something suddenly got swollen an episode about karma yep uh so i i wrote <laughs> we, uh, we're just gonna leave that we're just gonna that let that one move along <laughs> so uh wrote charlie seems nice uh marshall deserves what she gets maybe worse this episode is in fact about uh, about justice itself. Yep. Uh, we also learned that uh, high school boys, the likes of Doug Simpson, are apparently very quick on their feet. Oh yeah, he's clever. He's yeah. immediately like not interested in you. He sees Big one nose. weird blemish or bruise or or, yeah. or something, and he's just like, oh Harsh. my my aunt so and so is in town. And they're yeah. like just immediate excuse. He just says something suddenly came up. Yeah, that's it's, all he has to but say. But he has a whole story behind it later. Yeah, he like, does. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah there's well because he was uh, trying to get out of it now that her nose is back to normal. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I um, also wrote down Doug Simpson not cute. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not cute. He's a little weird looking by teenage boy standards at all. He's a little weird. He had yeah. it, it, he had the hair. A lot of turtlenecks but, too. Uh, yeah, it was there was some <laughs> weird stuff going on. Those, you know how I feel about turtles. Yeah, and I, you know, at the risk of alienating some of our older listeners that don't exist, the <laughs> Letterman sweaters that people oh, wore boy. back in the those times, back in like the '60s and '70s, I don't understand. They're like grandma sweaters with a big like I, yep. I don't understand. Like I played sports to some degree. I was I was present for some of the <laughs> in high school. I don't remember like letters being a big thing but it's like a huge like even in the in the finale which we'll talk about here in a second greg gives his his letterman sweater to to peter's like this yep. whole ordeal and it looks like a cardigan yep that like a librarian would wear totally agree yeah yeah so when i was in high school it was a letterman jacket okay. it was one of those big it had leather sleeves and mm. it had kind of felt or wool you know sure. main, main part of highly the, uncomfortable the bodice mm-hmm. it well it was very warm did you say a, bodice yeah that's okay the seamstress term mm-hmm. for got it the main trunk part of sure. the body yeah the bodice trunk okay. yeah, i think everyone's familiar <laughs> with that you know what i'm i'm just not gonna argue let's with move it. along <laughs> so anyway so so we had letterman jackets which is a big deal i of course lettered in marching band well of course you did <laughs> Of course you did. You lettered in amazing. <laughs> Just a big A for awesome. Thank you. Uh-huh. Very, very nice. Uh, so, so we'll move on. I think everybody's familiar with that episode. Uh, the, the, fi- the last episode that we, we watched was uh, the, the finale of right. the entire the series. series season 5, episode 22. Uh, titled The Hairbrain Scheme. Maybe cousin Oliver is yeah. in the house. Like He shows up in episodes before this, but this is a, a Cousin Oliver heavy episode. Oh, yeah. 
And I am a fan. Wow, okay. I'm a fan of Cousin Oliver. Tell us why. Because the, the Brady kids are boring. Sure. They are yep. just, totally just sad and boring. The best character to me, and we'll get into this a little bit later when we get to some of our other segments, is Alice. Yeah, sure, because Because Alice is not part of whatever pretend menagerie is happening in the Brady home that's just producing serial killers. Very clearly. Sure. Like, yep. there's some bad stuff. Like, yep. like the you know, there's some BTK killer came okay. uh, right out of that. <laughs> Right out of that house. Um, and so, you know, I think Alice is kind of a little bit more of a normal commentary. And I think Cousin Oliver shows up and, is, you know, he's stirring the pot. Yeah. He's mixing it up. He's saying new things. He's taking something that had run its course and he's turning it on its head and he's creating a new dynamic. And I, for one, think he's a champion for that. Well, that's great. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more about Alice. She is there. She's an employee. And so she's there to get paid and she's there to do her job well. And I think she does. She and sure. I appreciate her for it. She sure does. Yeah. Way to go, Alice. She, that's why yeah. she got her own spinoff. That's right. Yeah, it's amazing. That's right. Yeah, deservedly so. So Totally but, agree. So what, any other notes you had about the Yeah, the, the only the only sort of general note I wrote down um, was that Jan is the worst, mm-hmm. but also maybe was the joke that Marsha is actually the worst? Well, Marsha is, I don't know. Yeah, right? I couldn't really tell. Who's worse, Jan or Marsha? Yeah, I don't they're, know. They're that's, both kind of terrible that's and obnoxious. A, that's, a real, that's a real difficult decision to make, and I, yeah. I, I won't... Uh, I won't let you King Solomon me into that. So, um, right. <laughs> so one of the, the other notes I made about the season finale, maybe this will transition us into some trivia that I have about this show, Great. which I think you'll find interesting, is Absolutely. the very final episode is, as you noted while we were watching it, not interesting at all. Like, there's nope. nothing specific about, oh, this is the final episode. It's just another plot. Like, there's, there's zero that's episode. like a, a finale about it. Uh, and there's no Mike Brady in this episode, which is which is significant because Mike Brady, Robert Reed, which everyone remembers, <laughs> yeah, of course. Good old Robert yeah, Reed. Yeah, who would need to look at that for reference? Robert Reed actually got in a, a fight with the producers before this, in the middle of the season, and they just wrote him out of this episode. Yikes. He didn't quit. They just kind of wrote him out of it and said, we're going to film this without you. And so the reason why uh, the show ended here was because, as you mentioned before, this series never got high ratings when it was on. It never cra- cracked the top 30 Wow, fact, that's for ratings fascinating. While it was on, it was not popular. Like people watched it, but not really enough for them to keep making it. And so they made enough shows to just barely get above the threshold yep. for syndication. 100, yep. And then shut it down. Wow. Uh, and then, of course, popularity overtook it afterwards. It became kind of a nostalgia hit. But I would wager that the executive that, like, every, I think everybody was pushing to shut down the show. The executive was like, well, let's just make enough so we can get into syndication and see what happens. I hope they got a promotion at some yeah. point down the line for, like, having some foresight. Because the syndication money that the Brady Bunch has made, of course, uh, in, in the years since has been enormous. Yeah, millions and millions of dollars. So it should not surprise you to know that it's actually fairly common practice if you're kind of on the fence about a show and, and you know – you know, if you're a broadcast network and you kind of know that there's an opportunity if you order another season to get that syndication money, sometimes they do that. That's, yeah. that's not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was kind of a weird run in that the time that this show was on, there was no fan service because there, there were no fans of the show. Fascinating. Really, uh, it, just kind of, it just kind of happened. And then after the fact, people picked up on it. Uh, something else I thought was interesting about the show, something infamous about this show is that all the kids were making out with each other. Yeah. So yeah, something that was odd about the show weird. is, it, is, is it, it during the run of the show at different points, Greg and Marsha dated not and surprising so did jan and peter in well, d- different points yeah which is is it cute well they're not actually brother no and i know they're not but like that's even still i mean i think it's very common for co co-stars to i guess hook i don't up. know maybe it's just weird maybe for you've me. never heard of brad and angelina you mean brangelina okay <laughs> i'm sorry do you think i'm some sort of a noob Colin? no i don't think you're a noob how dare you no what's, i don't think you're a noob. i don't know what's happening right now so right. Uh, another piece of trivia i thought was interesting maybe maybe we can kind of end on this and start to to wrap it up is is that uh did you know that that mike brady uh was originally cast with a different actor and wow. abc said we we can't have that actor play mike brady and went out and hired robert reed do you know who that original actor was tell that me was, tell me would you believe me if I told you it was Gene Hackman? Oh my god! Yeah, because it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I. I and I'm sure why you pull that name did we that. not get to see that show? I don't know. Ever. I kind of liked Robert Reed as Mike Brady. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I thought he was good. 
Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Hackman. Yeah, the Hackman. Yeah. Would have been uh would have been incredible. I don't think he's quite as light as Robert Reed is. I think exactly. Would have yeah, there would it would have been a different Taking a dark turn. There would have been some more discipline in that household. Sure, yeah. It would have been uh, a different show altogether and one that I probably wouldn't have enjoyed as much as a you know, 11 year old when I was watching it. Sure. But adult me yeah. really wants to see that show. Who knows how many seasons they would have had. Very, it'd still be on today. Yeah, maybe. It would still be on today because maybe. Gene Hackman has that kind of staying power, Colin. He sure does. He's still, he's still kicking. Yeah. All right. So with, with that, I think, I think we beat that to death. We'll go ahead and, and, uh, and wrap up close up so we can move along here. But before we do that, let's have the orchestra plays off. Now it's time for our most unpopular take. Let's get over dramatic. All right, this is the part of the podcast where we say something that, uh, I don't know, it's going to ruffle some feathers. Maybe. It's maybe going to be unpopular. It's maybe going to be unexpected. Maybe it's a little more dramatic than it needs yeah, to be. But we're going to we're going to say it. You're maybe overselling it. I don't know. Wait till you hear mine. <laughs> okay. All right, Cliff, you, you want right. to start us off? Yeah, I'll go first. I actually have two. Okay. Yeah, I, have, I picked two. I couldn't. Look, I couldn't pick just one. There's no. There's no rules. The first is is that Alice hates this family. Okay. And who could blame her? <laughs> there's a rage in her eyes built up by years of unappreciated service. Don't and disagree. She's she's slowly poisoning their food. Okay. And all right. what court would convict her? I not mine. Yeah, I, I think that she's you know she's very self deprecating to the point where in, in the show to the point where. You know, I want to believe that she is going to have her day. Yeah, eventually, I think so. and I, you know, I, I think you can just kind of tell by her mannerism and expression what you would expect after watching this show that she hates this family. She was drug into it by Mike Brady, where she was happy taking care of these three weirdo boys. Yep. And now all of a sudden, they've doubled her workload. Did yeah. they give her a raise when they did that? I doubt it. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So you know, I, I think I think Alice is is uh, underappreciated. Yeah, I mean, it's not fair. Look, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to take care of six kids. I know what it's like to take care of two kids, and it's exhausting. It's not possible. It's barely possible. I, I find it impossible. Yeah. So for, I mean, they're a little bit older, and, and they go to school, so there's a little bit less to do. But, you know, just to cook and clean and laundry and all of that is a nightmare well, for her. Well, they don't do any of that. Well, Alice that's, does. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Alice does all of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's just, it's... Uh, not enough money in the world for that job. It makes me sad. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, she's, she just gets paid in uh, pork chops. So, that's right. uh, number two, my, my second uh, dramatic take was that, I think this is obvious, but it's worth pointing out. This is something that I noticed in the, in the first episode that as a kid, like, you don't notice this stuff, and now... It's a parent, which is, and I hope I hope we're not. This isn't yours as well. Mike and Carol are terrible parents. Oh, yeah, for sure. They are terrible <laughs> parents. They are awful parents. Like if you watch how they deal with these situations with their own children, it is grim. Yeah. Like I'll just as an as an example. Yeah, please give us one. The episode where uh, Greg decides he's going to become a professional baseball player. Oh, yes. And just doesn't go to school. Perfect and he's like, example. oh, I'm not going to do my homework. I'm not going to school. I'm just gonna, like like being a complete moron about it. Like their parenting style is to call Don Drysdale to come back over <laughs> and just try and convince Greg that playing professional baseball is more difficult, is not as much fun as he thinks it is. Like, right. instead of just sitting him down and saying, listen, dummy, you're <laughs> terrible at yeah. baseball. And then they go out and let him fail, and he's, right. like, all, like, emotionally destroyed. Like, it's it just unbelievably bad parenting from top to bottom. Totally much, agree. And you know what I like to imagine about that is is Don Drysdale's side of the, of the phone call when they call him to say, like, look, you gave Greg a half-hearted compliment, and now we really need you to come over and tell him how bad it is. I just I just picture him going, yeah, no, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. No, look, I, I have nothing else to do. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Brady's. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's great. He's your son, Mike. Yeah. Well, what's crazy do is something. the end of the episode, they give him this whole, look, maybe you are going to be better at baseball. Maybe you can succeed, but you got to have something to fall back on. Like, could have started with that, guys. Should have started with you're terrible at baseball, and you're lucky to be playing look, in a rec league right now my okay. friend so <laughs> that's, you need that's to hit the books harsh. twice as hard i think it's important as a because parent you have to support stupid your kids when they're not doing their <laughs> you're job. bad at baseball i don't know that his hair is stupid oh yes some stupid hair <laughs> okay. it is dumb i was happy when it turned orange okay <laughs> whoa there's the real over dramatic yeah. Yeah. all right so I'm, all right. I'll, I'm gonna get off my soapbox Call fair it. enough what, yeah what you think? mine is much much more simple 
Cindy's lisp is stupid. Okay. <laughs> it ain't cute. Oh boy. So <laughs> That's all I got. Would it, it ain't cute. <laughs> would it change your mind if I told you that, that the actress that played Cindy actually had a real lisp? Oh, see, now I feel bad because yeah, I feel like should. I'm thinking about oh, someone with man. an actual speech impediment. You just got... I apologize, everyone. Burned. Okay. Wow. That's... Oh boy. <laughs> the, All right. The, I'm not okay. the phone lines are lighting up right <laughs> now. <laughs> How do I come off as the worst person on the planet? Man, on this podcast you every are time? Woo, you are a real Jan right now. So All right. uh so <laughs> Am I <laughs> so we'll we'll leave it there. We'll go ahead and uh, start to prepare Colin for all of the awful comments that are going to come her way and justifiably Sorry, so. We'll take a quick break, but don't go away because when we come back, we're going to hand out some awards and pass some judgment. Hey everybody, this is Cliff, your TV idiot. And this is your television expert, Colin. And we're here to tell you all about our pre-award winning podcast called The Showdown. We know you love TV. We do too. And we're not here to judge how much. So to feed your craven addiction, we'll explore one amazing all-time TV show on every single episode. This episode, we're watching Home Improvement. We're watching Bachelor in Paradise. Low Deck Mediterranean. Gilmore Girls. We're watching Mr. Ed. Friends. The Curse of Oak Island. We're watching Unsolved Mysteries. The Golden Girls. Family Matters. True Blood. We'll talk trivia, play games, rate, and of course, throw down some very questionable opinions. The show is a is a murderer. <laughs> Robert Stack's trench coats have everything. Shoulder pads, <laughs> buttons, lapels, earth tones. Yeah, they're incredible. Well, four hooves and a mouth is like five fingers. Right, if you think oh about boy. it, so it's okay. like it's like a one-handed surgeon. Okay, don't think about it too hard. Yeah, it it would right, totally work, right. though. Yeah. I, look, if if I needed emergency surgery and the only physician available were Mr. Ed, I would let him operate. Okay. The answer is always more, more ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> You're purporting that Mr. T is the charismatic element of the A team. He's the only one. Well, I why know. don't you just say Murdoch for that? No, you know what? Stop. Okay. So listen to the showdown on any service where fine podcasts are available and channel surf over to our website for more surprises at www.showdownpodcast.com. See you soon. And we are back on the showdown. Now, listeners, I want you to know Cliff is wearing his suit with the absolute widest lapels, oh, which would. means yeah. it's Dundee time. You know it. All right, this is the part of our podcast where we get to give out some awards. We really get to recognize what people are doing to make this show great and terrible. Yep. Yeah, both yeah, sides. It's going to be fun. We're going to give out some best awards, and mm-hmm. we're going to give out some worst awards. We sure are. And that's pretty much it, because the Dundies is a short award ceremony. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Short and sweet. Yeah. Cliff, do you want to start us off? I do. Should we start with best or worst? Uh, I think we should start with best. Okay, let's start with best. I think yep. that's good. So my best is pretty specific. It's Alice's season one haircut. Great. It is amazing. It's it's of the time then, but also if she showed up with that haircut today, I wrote straight out of Hipster Central HQ. If she was walking around totally like Williamsburg in Brooklyn with that haircut, love it. Yeah, it's it's very it's very Janelle Monet. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. yeah and incredible. so yeah, Beehive. so I I think that was the best. There's you know again, I grew up on this show. I've been kind of rough on it because it doesn't age super well. But there's a lot of things I like about this show. But I, I think this was worthy. Alice's season one haircut is uh, the bomb. That's great. I I love it because I have a ton of Dundies that are hair related. Let's so do we'll, it. We'll get into that. Unfortunately, none of my best Dundies oh, are hair boy. related. Okay. I have I have three best Dundies. Oh. I'm going to start with the broadest. Mm-hmm. Um, it is for the uber 70s aesthetic. Okay. Everything is so unbelievably 70s. Of course, it's it's the point of the show is yep. to be very, very topical in terms of oh, yeah. the design and they the clothes. Leaned, they leaned in. I love it. It's mm-hmm. it's so fun to watch. You know, now looking back and thinking, oh, it's such a wacky time for clothing and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just really laid it on thick. I love yeah. it. The next one is the sort of legacy of the show. Sure. Is the Shurjan GIF. Okay. I don't know if you ever used that. I, I, I've not. I use I'm it aw- a lot. I'm aware of it. Shurjan. Yep. I love okay. it. Uh-huh. All right. Yep. And then the third one is... How do we give an award to a, a GIF, by the way? I'm not sure what a GIF know. is. Uh, don't at I said, me. I said I'm, GIF. Don't, don't at me because I'm right. Yeah, I know. It's true. I said I said GIF too. Um, you said GIF. No, I said GIF. We'll roll back the tape. Let's do it. Okay. Right now. <laughs> GIF. GIF. All right. <laughs> so the third, the third best Dundee I have is uh, very simple. It's for the clip in the nose episode where Marsha gets hit in the nose over and over. Oh, my nose. Yep. Yeah. Wait. Oh, my nose. 
Yeah, they rewind it a couple of times. Yeah, like, it, it was it, great. It's pretty good. It, I know what you're talking about. It happens, yep. and it's so satisfying. It is. It's so satisfying. Yep. She's like, I can't stop replaying it in my mind. And, and then the, we get to see it. And then we see it three more times in a row. <laughs> and I was I was screaming yep. at the TV. I was so excited. It was uh, it felt good. Yep. Props to good. the producers and editors and whoever yeah. made that decision. I, I loved it. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Yes. Excellent. All right, let's give out some worst. All right, so uh, so my worst is... The, <laughs> I have I have a worst and I have an honorable mention, which is okay. not too surprising. My worst maybe is surprising. It's the Brady station wagon. Oh wow! Okay. We got to talk about this. Tell All of the more. establishing shots. The car that they own is a station wagon. Yep. Number one, the station wagon is hideous. Sure. It is disgusting and hideous, and it is an awful station wagon. Okay. Number two, maybe worse. There's no way eight people are fitting in there. Yeah, I was gonna say when you have eight people, how are you fitting them all? They in? got eight people and Alice and a dog and a cat and oh, bunnies that's not and who knows what else. All yeah, the like the giant that's lapels. Nine people and all this stuff. There's no way all those people fit in that in that station so wagon. So a traditional I don't, I don't station wagon it. could probably max out at eight because you could put two in the front seat, three in the middle row, and then three in the way way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know where Alice is sitting. Yeah, I, maybe, and I don't know where the dog and cat maybe, are. And maybe this just plays into the fact that they they don't appreciate Alice. Yeah. They're going to Six Flags. Sorry, Alice, we don't have room. That's we need so you to stay sad. here and iron all of our shirts. Really, Brady's? All right, so. Yeah, like, that's fair. I, that's fair. I, I got I to gotta take a break. I got to calm down. So yep. uh, my honorable mention for worst uh, is Jan. She's unbearable. Okay. She's unbearable. <laughs> right. Jan is the, the absolute worst. Yeah, she's very obnoxious. Not even, just obnoxious and sad and a, like a drip. Yeah, like she a drip. just a this rough, and yeah. so I, I by the end of this viewing, I, I don't remember noticing it as a kid, but even as a child, like I, I think I, I knew deep down in my heart, Jan is just the the actual worst. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Which which was my earlier question. Maybe Marsha's worse, but I think probably I don't ultimately know. Jan is the worst. Yeah, Marsha's Marsha's trying. Yeah, certainly she will she will wear on your patience for sure. Yeah, but at least she arrives at the right conclusion eventually. She's yep. just she's more of a she's she's just a female version of Greg. Like they they play yep. the same exact character or just with different situations depending on their apparent gender. Whereas Jan, singularly, is terrible. At least Peter's redeemable. I guess. Peter's just a lighthearted goofball. Yeah. Making jokes. I didn't even recognize him. Palling around with Bobby. <laughs> Jan's not hanging out with Cindy. No. Right? No. Poor Cindy. Poor Cindy. Yeah. Anyway, all right, yeah. moving on. All right, so all of my worst Dundies are hair-related. Let's do it. Yeah, so I have two tied for honorable mention. Okay. One is Jan's curls. Uh-huh. And uh, Carol's mullet. Okay. So they're they're both really bad, and they're both sort of very of the time, uh-huh. but they look terrible. They look they're pretty bad. Yeah, so yeah. Jan has this beautiful blonde hair, mm-hmm. and then she just takes like the front sections over her ears and puts them in teeny tiny spiral curls. You mean Cindy? No, that's Jan. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Cindy's curls. No, not Cindy's curls. Cindy's oh. curls are adorable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I put my finger out for that. Yeah, <laughs> pardon me. Yeah. No, Cindy has a cute little boing boing curls whereas jan has this like really long hair and then she she just it's like she took the tiniest curling iron she could for those little or i guess she put them in rollers probably yeah it's the 70s anyway carol's mullet we're all familiar with i don't even need to describe it it is yeah. a straight mullet and it is we may hear more about it later oh boy mm-hmm. <laughs> <All right then. laughs> now finally both of those were honorable mentions but my actual worst dundee goes to and i think cliff you're gonna guess this mike's perm okay so yeah. i'm just gonna say it Mike had some nice hair yeah, before you, he permed it. You had some genuine exclamations during yeah, the show over, over Mike Brady's hair. I'll be honest. Earlier in the ser- series where he had kind of like just a little bit layered, kind of shaggy straight hair, I thought it looked really nice. I yeah. was kind of thinking like it looks better than like a very clean cut Don Draper haircut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, look, he's kind of, well, okay, we're watching in the background. It kind of looks yep. normal. Okay. And mm-hmm. then the perm... <laughs> Off the rails. Yeah, the, the, perm's, the perm's a little abrasive, for also, sure. Also, can you imagine him just sitting in the in the salon getting his hair permed? Imagining it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's it's strange, and he's probably going to run into Greg there. Yep. In a, uh, a, a toque, as our friends <laughs> up north call it. That's right. It's my new favorite word for Hello, toboggan. Canada. Yeah, hey, Canada. We love you. So uh, you know, we run into uh, to, to Greg in a toque and, and lying to some ladies that he's graduating. It's, no, and, look, yeah, it's, I know, it's very specific, but I can't get over the fact that, yeah, I know, I totally Agree. Sold out Carol for the right reasons, but totally uh, agree. So I think that pretty much covers the Dundies. Sure. And we'll probably move along. We're gonna we're gonna put those in a time machine. Well, I, we could. I, my thought was perhaps we would take them and, and curse them as TV idols. <gasps> Perfect. 
Perfect. And then hand them out as kind of souvenirs, but also things that will ultimately lead to the death of the people that receive them. So, yeah. uh, luckily, I don't think anyone it's dark. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> they're, they're all fictional characters. Death. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, so no one's actually going to get hurt here. But, but nonetheless, uh, all the people that are worthy here deserve what they get. So, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap up uh, the Dundies here and have the showdown orchestra play us out. It's time to put some of this, uh, some of these childish things away and get serious. Okay. We got to put on our best court attire. Yeah. Go before Judge Stone and pass some judgment. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. All right, it's time for closing arguments. Closing arguments, Colin, as I know you're familiar oh, with. Oh, I know. And, and perhaps at this point our listeners are familiar with, too. We're going to give a final impassioned plea about this show. We're going to talk a little bit about our feelings to try and summarize why we're going to judge this thing. And by judging, of course, I mean giving this thing a score. Mm-hmm. We're each going to give it a score on a scale of zero to five stars. And yep. then True Star Search Fashion, we're going to combine those scores to give it a total out of ten stars. Yep. And then we're going to put it up on our Big Board on our website to rate it against other shows that we've reviewed here uh, on the podcast. And so, Colin, uh, who do you think should go first? Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to yeah, I think, I think I should go first. All right, you do it. So I, I started very simply, not a lot of laughs for a comedy. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. This really wasn't. It's a family comedy, so you know it's it's more cutesy than Welcome it is. Welcome to Thunderdome. Funny. Uh huh. Yeah, you know me okay. as a judge. I am tough but fair. And that's what you say. Um, but I do understand that. <laughs> that certainly is a thing you say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess I'll stop saying it somehow. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, uh, I do understand the legacy. However, this this show struck me as sort of bland, but in a way that comfort food is sort of bland. Sure. I I thought it was, you know, sort of pleasant to watch. Certainly interesting to see the styles and the colors and the fashion and mm-hmm. the design and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but ultimately it, it was it was kind of boring for me, just to be just to be clear. Okay. Uh, but ultimately I think the thing that saved it for me is that it doesn't have the schmaltz that ruined the wonder years. Okay. For those of you who, <laughs> who listen to that episode of our yeah. podcast. Still still dragging the wonder years, apparently. I yeah. have a lot of thoughts on it. Man. Anyway, so uh, so ultimately I landed at a score of 2.5 stars. Okay. All right. So just smack dab in the middle. Absolutely. Totally, that, totally average. That is exactly specifically okay. why I picked that number. It, it was very in the middle for me. Okay. All right. Uh, so my closing arguments uh, go something like this. Colin, here's the story okay. of a boy named Clifford oh, who was raised on the Brady Bunch every day after school. Every day. So regardless of my feelings about the show as we watched it here now as I'm an adult, I don't have the ability to separate that from my feelings about this show growing up, which was when you, when you use the word comfort food, that you hit the nail on the head. Like for me, this is, uh, this is a, a warm blanket, right? This was, oh, yeah. this, I was a latchkey kid for a few years. Both my parents worked very hard to make sure that we, uh, you know, we had enough money to pay the bills. And so I got home after school and I was, it was... Saved by the Bell and this and Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yep. like on repeat on the Superstation. And so yep. for that, I owe the show a debt of uh, gratitude. I, I will admit it's not funny. It's not insightful. It's not inventive. It's not diverse, which yeah. is probably some, something, something we haven't mentioned. We it, is, <laughs> it is uh, a parade of, of white people, uh-huh. uh, for sure. It's very, very waspy suburban white people. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a very encapsulated show, too. So it's just kind of what it is. But it's worth mentioning. Like, there's not a lot of diversity in this show. Um, but it lives in my brain forever. Yeah. Like it just does. I gave it a negative point altogether for Carol season four mullet. Oh, uh, wow. I was, just gave her a Dundee for it, that. It was rough. Uh, but I did give it a plus point five for keeping me out of juvie. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, I, who knows what type of mischief I would have gotten into had it not been <laughs> for the, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And in fact, I still kind of got into some, which right. we won't talk about because <laughs> I'm sure the statute of limitations is up, but I don't want to take any chances. Yep. Uh, ultimately giving me a score of 3.6. Wow. Okay. 3.6. Uh, and so that gives us a total score of 6.1. That's correct. Because my math skills are stellar. You're welcome, As Brady you Bunch. are well aware of. Uh, 6.1, I think, is, in my mind, is pretty low. But I think that's fair. I think I, I'm, I'm a little bit um, a little bit biased, as we've established. It's well above average. And so we'll see where that falls on the leaderboard. Yeah. I think it's in the top third. I think so, too. Show, yeah. Which I, I think is deserving. But certainly, it's no, it's no Golden Girls. 
Well, right, which is still our reigning champion. Sure we, we have yet to see if anyone can knock off the Golden Girls, and then Family Matters right behind it, of course, yeah. uh, up there at the top. And so, Brady Bunch, a, a strong showing. I think so. I think yeah, a strong showing, think a, fa- a fair judgment. So, uh, we'll go ahead and do the paperwork necessary to get everything filed so we can put that up on our, our big leaderboard at the website. While we do that, we'll take a break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to play some games. All right, welcome back to the showdown on a very special Brady Bunch episode here. That's right, it's a very special episode. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited, Colin, because yeah. I, I know this show well. We both have a lot of opinions, uh-huh. and it's time for my favorite part of our podcast Absolutely. to deal with those opinions. Yep. Are you ready for some bonus rounds? Of course. All right, here we go. All right, so bonus rounds, of course we know. Yeah, we know. We play them all the time. Is where we compete for the championship of this episode. That's right. Of the showdown uh, about the Brady Bunch. The title of the Brady Bunch episode, which means a lot to me. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm, this is, I've, There's a lot of effort I'm going to be putting into today's bonus rounds uh, just because it's, you know, I, I identify with the show. All the right. show is me, and I yeah. am the show. Okay. That's not really true, but I'm going to pretend like it is. Yeah, you grew up with it. Yeah, so bonus rounds, of course, uh, is where we, we play some games. We have a yeah. wheel that we're going to spin here. It's got about 20 games on it that we've come up with, and we've added we add some new ones every now and then, uh, but it's, it, we'll spin the wheel, and uh, whatever it comes up on, we'll play. The best two out of three is going to be declared champion of, of, this, uh, of this episode of the podcast. Or perhaps... Best three out of three if someone is Maybe. able to make that. It's possible. I don't know. I don't. I, there's, there is some precedent for that, so we'll, okay. we'll see how that works out. Yeah, so before we uh, figure out who's going to be the winner, we have to play the games. Are you ready to oh, spin? Oh, absolutely. Go yep, right. here we go. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. We've landed on a game called I Love Moosey. So I Love Moosey, what a great theme song. It is. So I Love Moosey, of course, is where we decide what the spirit animal of this show. What's yeah. the, What if this show were to be embodied by a creature yeah. of the land, air, or sea? Sure. What would that creature be? What animal is is uh, representative of this show? Colin, would you like to go first? I would love to. All, All right. right. My, mine's a little bit uh, a little bit unique. Mm-hmm. It is It is not just one animal. Oh. It is a litter of puppies. Okay. Because it's very cute. Uh-huh. But it gets into a lot of antics. Okay. You know, it's kind sure. of a mess. Uh-huh. It's hard to manage. Right. It's very cute. Okay. All right. That's, that's it. That's all there is to it. It's oh, puppies. Boy. Okay. It's puppies. So my, my spirit animal is, uh, I, I think, something that, that represents the show very deeply. It's a peacock. It's brightly colored. It looks great from a distance. It's very abrasive to look at. It stands out. It's loud. But when you get close to it, not very interesting. Oh, wow. Just a bird. <laughs> You know, okay. Upon taking a closer look. But I got to tell you, Colin, I, I, while Peacock is an amazing answer, okay. I think we can all okay. agree, like, it's an amazing answer. <laughs> uh, I, I've, it's been established in this show already that I love dogs. Yeah. And, you know, much more than cats. Cats are the worst, right? And okay. so, gonna, uh, since you've also that. admitted that during this first round, I'm willing okay. to concede this first round just because your answer involves an animal that's superior to cats. And so, puppies. Uh, yeah. So, so, puppies wins round. One, Yay, um, and we'll see. I've got some. I've got to come back to you. I think that was oh a worthy boy. concession to make, but uh, I've I've got my work cut out for me. So yeah, uh, let's. Are we ready to play round two? Absolutely. Do you want to spin? Oh, yeah, I'm going to spin. So here, here I go. go. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So we've landed on a this game we haven't good. played in a little while. This All is right. this game's called Brought to You in Part by. So brought to you in part by is where we determine if. Any product could have uh, a partner sponsorship for this show that we're sponsoring the entire show. What would that product be? What would what would the Brady Bunch be brought to you by? And so would yeah. you like me to go first? Yes, please. First? Yeah, I went first last, last time. time. So so mine, the thing that kind of came to me, I guess, as I thought about it, was uh, Bobby's hair tonic. Okay. <laughs> I, think, right. I think he's got to get rid of that stuff. It's been established that it is it is poison for your sure. hair. Sure, yeah. You know, and I, I think, but he's stuck with these bottles. Like, we yeah. see him pouring out one bottle, and then he pours some on the rabbits. Yep. But we don't know what happened to the rest of those those bottles of hair tonic. Maybe he's rebranding them as, as rabbit hair tonic. Yeah. To make some punk rock rabbits. I don't know. 
what's going on, but he's got to unload those bottles. Yeah, you got to get rid of them. And I, I think a sponsorship of the Brady Bunch, the show that he's on, would maybe help him unload those things. And okay. So that, that's my yeah, answer. Yeah. I can see that. That's sure. great. Uh, mine's a little bit different. Uh, I, I feel like this show ultimately is brought to you in part by the polyester industry. Okay. Making so clothes come off your skin mm-hmm. in itchy ways, yeah. but you know they lay very flat and they look nice. Do you enjoy a really good night's hot. sleep? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> The colors are bright. The shoulders are itchy. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's not comfortable to wear. But they do make a lot of clothes out of it in the 70s. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what the show is about. It's rough. Yeah. Boy, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. I, 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 think, I, I think we need to go to the audience poll so on this too. one. Let's go to the live poll and check it out. We've got uh, a lot of information coming in for this one. Uh, you guys are really active, and we appreciate everyone listening to this live, yeah, uh, which, of course, is a, a, a total thing that's happening, uh, responding. And I can see, wow, this is tough. I, there's some blowback against apparently people love Bobby and his hair tonic yeah, and the I rabbits, that, and it, it looks like round two is going to go to Colin. <gasps> what? Yeah. That means I'm, I won. I'm, I'm as shocked as you are. Wow. Yeah, I, I can't believe this. So, wow. I'm. I've, we got to play round three. I guess I've really been put in my place. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's right. hurtful. I didn't, so, didn't think it went that way. It's hurtful. <laughs> let's, just, let's just play round three. It's hurtful and move even on. to me. Yeah, so, Colin is officially the, the, the champion of we the Brady Bunch episode, but we're going to play the third round and see yeah, what happens uh, to see if I can retain some of my dignity here. Okay. Um, Colin, like would that. you like to go ahead and spin? I would love to. Here we go. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Now, this is great. So we've landed on a new game. New one. Uh, this, the title of this game uh, is a brand new one that we're going to play called Grand Opening. Oh, so good. So, uh, grand opening. Of course, the the theme song for that you you, you may know is from uh, the the theme song from one of the most famous shows ever about a business. And so, yeah. uh, Sanford and Sutton Salvage. And so, uh, the grand opening game is uh, about basically if you could open a business in the setting in the universe of this show, what would that business be? And what would their service be or what would they sell? Uh, okay. And so what, would you like to go first, Colin? Well, I think I misunderstood the game. I thought it was if the characters were opening a business. Sure. But I think either way works. We can play I'd just like them to together. point out that you literally invented this game. <laughs> I know, but I feel like I told you about it when I was falling asleep, and I, so maybe I remembered it wrong. I think it's the same anyway. difference. So let's, let's see what you <laughs> have. Yeah. Let's just move on. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so mine is called The Brady Punch. Okay. And they're selling like uh, cutouts of... Um, pictures uh-huh. either on punching bags or just just cardboard cutouts sure. of different things you want to punch. Okay, so you're so you want to play the pun game with me? Yeah, you want to go to pun war? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So that's that's your answer? Yeah. So like the Brady if, punch. If you wanna if you wanna punch a picture of Bobby, you can buy it at the Brady punch. And, the, and who in the so a character in this show? What's the character that would open this? This all of them so, together? I don't know. They're open. <laughs> wait. So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's just let's just. Rewind for a second. Okay. So you're saying that the children uh-huh. in this show are going to open a store yep. where they sell cutouts of their own faces yep. for people to beat up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're hearing it out loud now. I already won this round. Okay. <laughs> I already won this round. Okay. So let's let's see. So my answer, uh, I, I came to you know came to me with some inspiration. Uh, from the episode that we just watched here, as I thought about it, we so we watched an episode where Greg gets some of Bobby's hair tonic. It's yep. been established about this on the goes line. on his hair. Yeah, it made a big impact on me. Uh, gets some orange hair, and ultimately to fix the problem, goes to the hair salon where he's very embarrassed. Oh yeah, to be a man at a hair salon. Yeah, it's a boy. And so my business that I would open uh, is a hair salon for men. Sure, where men can go and get their. Do you mean perms. a barber shop? Well, no, a hair, okay. a hair salon. So okay. for the time in the seventies, the hairs there's some intricate stuff going on there. Uh, they're getting hair dyes and they're getting all sorts of uh, you know different things done. Uh, but the 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 draw of this is the title uh, of the shop, which will bring people in. Do you know what the title is of this hair salon? Lay it me? on me. The name is the Permanator. <sighs> I'll just let that sit for a minute. Uh, and it's, you know, I think it fulfills both. It's very manly. It speaks to what's actually happening in the show. And so the Permanator is not only a business that is going to open up and be successful in California where the Brady lives, but will be franchised 
and also earn me a win for this round. All right, fair enough. I, yeah. I think that's a great title, and I think that's clearly something that's needed in the world. Oh, you know it is. Yeah. You know it is. I, I might go out and, and, uh, and trademark that right now. I don't you want should. anybody else to go and open up a shop called The Perminator. Yeah, Perminator. And then make a billion dollars, clearly. Yeah, make, a billion and, dollar and then, idea. Yeah, and we'll just be sitting here like, man, we should have gone and done something about that. That's right. Really sad. So to wrap us up here, Colin is the, I'm the, winner. the champion of the Brady Bunch episode. But it wasn't a sweep. But I'm the pun champion. I think for oh, this episode, okay. Okay. which is which is fair, it's it's a it's a smaller championship belt that right. I receive. It's yes. yours yeah. is clearly larger because you yeah. won the episode. But yeah. the champion of puns, I, I think at least for today, I'll, I'll happily accept that fair as a, as a consolation prize. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up our, our Brady Bunch episode. This was was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun watching it. Had oh, a lot yeah. of fun making it. We hope you had a good time too. As always, uh, please come and check us out on Twitter if you want to follow us and check out what we've got going on. We're always announcing new episodes and all sorts of fun stuff at the Showdown Six. Uh, and then come and visit our website, www.showdownpodcast.com. We've got all sorts of fun stuff up there. You can contact us. You can give us suggestions for shows. You can check out the leaderboard, look at old episodes, all sorts of fun stuff. And as always, I'm Cliff. I'm Colin. And this is The Showdown signing off. Me by name. He's a calling me, I gotta get up, gotta 